1: We put us in the same room together and that sounds like an awful idea hi friends joel and kate at 2 17 in the afternoon
2: it's eight o'clock somewhere as they say joel
1: yes in the uk it's eight o'clock it's 8 17 <laughs> in the UK. yeah so there you go actually well, no, it's,
2: it's it's eight o'clock to will osprey who's having a miserable time in canada
1: as he should <laughs> Hopefully y'all can hear us. We uh, shout out to the Toronto Public Library. We're actually in a podcast studio that they are uh, giving us for the afternoon. So uh, we're here. We're here for y'all. Tell us uh, tell us how things are looking. We're literally on an iMac with the microphone. We're doing this. We're doing this DIY style.
2: We are. I'm Tommaso Ciampa. You're Johnny Gargano.
1: We are really tired. DIY. Oh, yeah. know that too.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, We're having a hell of a time, Joel. Honestly, like it's been a very, very packed weekend so far, but it's been a great weekend. for Forbidden Door is an unbelievably stacked card, both from now a match perspective with 14 matches and from the build of it. Yesterday, we had an awesome collision and a really solid ROH. Um, and it's been... A lot of fun. And then we went to Girls Next Door earlier today.
1: Yes. And it almost made us late because we were having a really <laughs> nice chat with Nicole Matthews, who appeared on In the Weeds on Viper Book not too long ago. Uh, had a follow up because she won the Femme Fatale World Championship and nobody expected that.
2: Yes. And she was very excited about carrying that belt around uh, with some... It's a heavy belt. I got to hold it for a second. Mm. It's not light.
1: Kate was a femme fatale champion for all for
2: like twenty seconds. Yeah. It was great.
1: Then Nicole just <laughs> gave me the elbow, and that was it.
2: But I guess we should probably start with yesterday into today, and then we can preview Forbidden Door. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: well, let's let's get the real important stuff out of the way uh that is you should leave a thumbs up on the video and on top of that while you're here go subscribe to us at fightful overbooked and uh, youtube.com slash fightful overbooked and while you're here drop us a super chat any amount get your question statement read on the air for anyone who is fightful adjacent and suddenly wants to pop onto the screen fair warning we ain't got no headphones yeah so <laughs> good luck with that uh either way let's uh, let's go what do you want to start with uh, people asking about the weather by the way it's, it's how do you feel about the weather here in toronto
2: it's not cold it's better than your drivers. Oh, my God. I kept saying it's all the aggression of New York and New Jersey drivers with the smarts of our Florida drivers, which isn't a good combination. <laughs> but um, it, it was a really nice night yesterday. Today's a little hot, but we also were booking it like a mile and a half or some kilometers or whatever in a short time. So,
1: <laughs> well, we do. But uh, no, we, we've had a good time so far. We uh, we went to collision last night and that was uh, just That was an experience
2: collision was really really interesting from both the production and the crowd reaction standpoint like i i felt like both were were awesome uh we had swerve and tanahashi because 2023 is an incredible wrestling timeline like what the hell man man. we had naito Mm -hmm. um but man it was it, it's a really cool I guess let's start with just like the experience aspect so that we can get into what we saw wrestling wise. I love the stage, like the taller stage that I think was the double or nothing setup. Uh, I think adds a lot like the production value feels very high. And I think a lot of the wrestlers that have appeared on collision so far, are wrestlers that care about their presentation from a visual aspect, like anybody from House of Black, obviously, has a really, really cool intro. Even stuff like Willow's entrance, though, like her Titantron is so bright and colorful that when Mm -hmm. you see it on like those massive screens, the energy is just really incredible from it. Ricky Stark's hitting the pose in front of this massive backdrop, like I felt like it added a lot from the production standpoint. Like I, I thought it was really, really fun. Very clean setup. It feels like a different show produced under the same umbrella, which I. I hopped on Select uh, yesterday to talk about that very briefly. And Alex was saying that when SmackDown became SmackDown Live in WWE World, that's what they were gunning for. It was like different feel, but still feels like it's produced in the same environment. I feel like we got that yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. To give everyone kind of a perspective, uh, our seats were lower bowl. We were about the eighth row near the stage, between the stage and the the ring. So along the ramp. And so we got to see a lot. And like Kate said, like that stage... It was massive. It was very tall, and I've oh, been, so like, I've been to shows where they've used a taller stage, but this one was just the the LEDs go up to the sky. It's kind of bonkers. I loved it. They so, like
2: tall uh, things in AEW. We get we have the massive cage right yeah. that like ten foot cage that people are jumping off of all the time. <laughs> this really really <laughs> tall set, but also very clean. Like it it was really fun, um, and I feel like seeing. The Brody King entrance with the lights that so pan fun. over the crowd. When you see that live, it is an incredible energy about it. It was really, really
1: special. Yeah, some really good stuff. Wrestling podcast drops us a super chat. Thank you, saying you lucky mfers. We are very, very lucky not only to be at the show, but also just to be able to hang out with everyone uh, on a Sunday afternoon. And also, we're lucky to meet a bunch of people. We 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 did get stopped by a few friends of Fightful. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, very tough. Uh, at one point. we're <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. I don't know if Kate really recognized or noticed this. So we met up with Denise uh, at the same time when we were coming into collision and we were all walking together to our seats. And at one point I got stopped by somebody and Denise and, and Kate didn't. And they just kept walking in their own world for a good solid three minutes.
2: I was engrossed in conversation. I noticed that you peeled back, but I didn't know who you were talking to. And you're a Torontoan. I didn't know if it was just someone that you knew in life. I didn't <laughs> see who you were talking to. But yes. Sean is popping in the chat to tell you guys that there is some news about blood and guts on FightfulSelect.com right now. So go over there and subscribe. If you haven't, honestly, like, what are you waiting for? Like, don't you want to be cool?
1: Best five bucks in the business. Is it the, uh, yeah, Mike is in the chat. He stalked me. We should probably get a restraining order on Mike Straw.
2: We probably should do that. Yeah. It's, it's probably for the best.
1: Mike, you want to come to dinner with us later on? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh collision, yeah, collision was a lot of fun. We uh we saw the Ring of Honor matches before. We couldn't really stick around for the after because we had to get our car out of a lot, which was also a lot. So uh other than that, the Ring of Honor matches were fun. Getting to see uh Takahashi and Shingo and uh who, who was the third man? Um Carola. No, I said Hiroma. Oh. It's Takahashi and Chingo and Fushi uh, in, in that, uh, that six-man tag. And getting to see uh, Despy. Despy and Willie Mack was bonkers, man. That was a good show.
2: Despy and Willie Mack was bonkers. Um... <laughs> Hi, Sean. Uh, it was it was really fun. L.I.J. got one of the biggest pops of the night, and that was before everybody was even in the arena, <laughs> I feel like. ROH was a fun experience. I've had kind of my qualms of when they've been out of studio versus when they've been a touring product. But I'm hoping now that... There's some clarity around what's happening with this product that they're going to be touring, that they're doing it on the back of collision. Uh, maybe we're going to get some more development. And we already saw some more stories carrying through on ROH, which was really nice. The Stu Grayson. Uh, The Righteous Dark Order story has been one of my favorite stories just in all of wrestling. Stu wearing a black leather jacket while the rest of The Righteous isn't white. Like it doesn't feel like maybe he's fully in. There's a lot of really, really fun stuff happening there. And then in those post matches, we had Kyle Fletcher against Christopher Daniels. We had Claudio around, which was nice to see your ROH champion for a change. But looking forward to talking about my live experience on Thursday when we review the product as well. But uh, I'm... I'm having a blast so far, but Joel, like to me, the story of the night. I can't, I can't really say that because we had Swerve and Tanahashi, and we had Naito showing up for God's sake. But there was definitely an increase in decibel level when CMFTR came out for sure. And buddy, it was a blast. I kept saying it was like a rock concert, but half the people hated the the headliner. Like it got so loud in there. I loved the mixed reactions. I love CM Punk leaning into it by doing push-ups, the Dolph Ziggler move in the ring. In the beginning, he was just sucking up so much oxygen on purpose, and then it kind of pivoted to being about the in-match story, I feel like. Total, total blast. Hot crowd all night, but man, oh man, did, did it get loud in there.
1: Dude. So I, I posted on my Twitter some of the reaction. I had the full reaction, but I posted about 40 seconds of it, and, like, that crowd they gave everything to CM Punk and they gave a lot throughout the night. You know, Chris Jericho comes out huge cheers at the beginning of the show. Christian cage comes out. I'm, I'm obviously calling out the Canadians. Uh, Christian cage comes out. And of course he's local to the Toronto area. And, and what does he do? He shits on Toronto. What does Chris Jericho do? Reminds us he's from Winnipeg. You idiots. So that, uh, that was enough fun. And then punk comes out and man, just there was, there was a tweet. We were talking about it on the way down to go see girls next door this morning. And, uh, It was Brian Alvarez who said that the arena, I think he said it was 80-20 against Punk.
2: He said like when you got 20 minutes into the match or so, it was 80-20 against Punk. And that, so, and, and I will say, this isn't like a Brian Alvarez burial by any means. And especially because we've seen over and over again that the TV listening experience and the live experiences from an audio standpoint, don't always match up. But I felt like for the most part, the booze came when he was leaning into heel stuff and it was pretty even keeled from a, a neutral perspective you said you felt like it was more 60 40. it kind of just felt like whatever they were leading to was the reactions that they were getting as it navigated but i don't give a crap like it was so much fun yeah. like it was deafening in there but what i loved was it didn't take away from the match like the crowd didn't go into business for themselves after those first couple minutes where punk was showboating all over the place. Like people were really into seeing what Jay White was doing, The like Austin Gunn sold his ass off yesterday. Juice Robinson is like definitely stepping into this moment. There's so much positive feedback about him online right now, which makes me really happy because Mm -hmm. this is a really, really fun iteration of his character. And I think he really showed out last night. Cash Wheeler's also having this moment in this trio. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody has been talking about punk and dax for so long but cash has had some standout performances and ricky is over as hell i'm thinking that cm punk is turning on ricky in the finals of the owen and that moment is going to be electric
1: yeah i said it when i saw the the card not the card the uh Bracket. brackets for the Owen. i immediately it's and again I, I tweeted it out it's going to be starks and punk in that final that's just the way i see it and yeah i think that's going to be the cm punk moment especially teaming them up with ftr and punk like that's they're building to something. It feels like they're building to something. Talking about the crowd reaction, it kind of shifted throughout the night. It did. To me, the 80-20 thing is fun because I don't trust any of what was about to happen. The 80-20 thing is funny because, oh, what are we doing?
0: How's it going, eh? Uh,
1: well... Are you
2: Canadian Spider-Man?
0: I am Canadian Spider-Man, eh? Um, I'm here in Toronto for the uh, Forbidden Door. And I bought ad time on this show, as per usual, to promote FightfulSelect.com. I just want to say it's the best $6.61 in the business. Uh, Canadian, of course. But they've got a story on the blood and guts, which is happening not too terribly far from Canada. Uh, Canada's getting a lot of shows. Unfortunately, Sean Ross Sapp couldn't be here in Canada. I'm hanging out at at the the Sky Dome, uh, the Rogers Center for you noobs, eh? But... Uh, fightfulselect.com has had a bunch of news this past week, and that's the only ad you're going to see here on this show because you know Joel and Kate aren't selling any, so I had to offer to do ad reads for Fight for Fightful Select for my good friend Sean Ross Sap, who definitely isn't me. He broke news on when and where Blood and Guts is. There's a pre show for Forbidden Door going on over there as well. There was a collision scoops thread. There was more on Anthony Bowen's segment from Rampage, Soraya in AEW, some wrestlers who are scheduled for London in WWE but aren't on the Money in the Bank show, all the changes to the June 23rd SmackDown. If you heard, if you heard those rumors about Monday Night Raw and what did know. and didn't That's happen good. with Champa and Rollins, it's not true. Fightfulselect.com had the real story about what happened. That's one you'll only get there. We had the news. I mean they had the news, of course, on Kenta and CM Punk. Hold on, hold on, Put, hold on. What? Who what
1: who's who's S R S on the bottom of this banner here?
0: Oh, that's um Is it, is it Spidey. And I'm was, not gonna tell you my last two names.
1: Spidey, is it Spidey Ross Sap, maybe?
0: I may have legally changed my name due to my adoration of the greatest reporter in wrestling history. Sure. Sure.
2: Uh, but I, uh, it's on par with wrestling fans, so I can't deny it. It's on par that a, someone would be that weird, so I'm, I'm going to say that. Past there, how
0: about that one? How about that one? How do you feel about that? Anyway, we well, had news on AEW signing John Morrison. News on Mickey James coming back. They they did, of course. Not me. I I, I just feel like a part of the family. News on a top AEW star that's been working banged up. Another star who's going to be off TV for a bit. This is all just since the middle of the week. Five five dollars American. Wow. Six dollars sixty one cents Canadian. This is amazing. Are you? I see you over there shaking your head. If I wasn't really Canadian Spider Man, why would I have this bottle of maple syrup?
2: Well, because maple syrup is delicious, sir.
0: Okay, well, why would I have this magnet that says Toronto? You went through the airport one time. Oh, are you, you're really doubting my patriotism? A eh? is that you're what you're Brett doing?
2: Yeah. What? You're just a big Bret Hart fan.
0: Bret Hart is from Calgary, dumbass. It's in Canada. Hmm. It's on the other side of Canada. It's barely Canada anymore
1: that's true yeah he might oh. actually be canadian he might actually get it that's true you know it's it, a good point
2: i'm american so Canada's just all it's canada vancouver Toronto, Montreal, is basically Ontario, Mexico,
0: vancouver canada. is basically yeah. northern seattle now it's not even the thing it's it's barely it barely exists but just five dollars a month if you're an american unlike me but six dollars 61 cents canadian i'm gonna go eat some poutine now
2: enjoy thank you for stopping in Canadian Spider-Man. That was... Peter Parker, eh?
1: That was weird.
2: That was weird. That
1: was really... I don't even... Uh. You
2: know what? I appreciate the support for Fightful Select, though. You can Go to fightfulselect.com. Subscribe. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of news coming out of Forbidden Door, especially with Wembley not that far around the corner. And there is some, uh, some British talent on here working out of New Japan. I would be surprised if we didn't see... Osprey and Omega-3 run back, which I guess can kind of lead us into the card for tonight. Or I guess we should talk about the actual wrestling on Collision. Sorry, I got a little distracted because freaking Spider-Man showed up to promote Fightful Select.
1: I have no idea. Who let him in? Did you let him
2: in? Never.
1: Oh, God.
2: He doesn't need our permission. He's freaking Spider-Man, dude.
1: Something felt wrong about him. But then he said the thing about Calgary, and that was that, that tracked.
2: It checked out. Plus, that accent sounded very authentic.
1: It, it did.
2: It did. It Sh- sounded like yeah. your relatives.
1: Yeah. Shout out to one dork in the chat. It's like 25 minutes before we actually talk wrestling.
2: Cry about it. We talked about Collision yesterday and ROH. How's your dog? Daphne? Yeah, how's Daphne? She's good. She's with my parents.
1: Good, good, good. I just wanted to, to just upset them even more.
2: Oh, let's talk in depth about my dog Daphne. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> She's in Pennsylvania with my parents. That's nice. She is having a great time.
1: Mm, She's mm. a little
2: love. She loves my parents. She loves human attention just in general. It feels petty. It does feel petty, but I'm here for it because we're working our asses off this weekend. But let's talk about collision. Yes. yes. Um, we did get swerve and Tanahashi as the first match, but not before. Jericho found out that he's gonna be facing Naito. Uh, the Sting entrance, always incredible live as well, of course.
1: <laughs> and you had Tony Schiavone. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's Sting! <laughs> t- carding, Tony, carding Tony Schiavone out there just to have him get on the mic and go,
2: it's Sting! Completely worth it. Worth it. Completely he, worth and it. And
1: you know what? The live, crowd got, the live crowd got to listen to it, so clearly they're doing something
2: right. That's right. That's right. It was a really fun moment. I was kind of thinking it would be nice some people were speculating on Goldberg. I'm okay with it not being Goldberg.
1: Listen, I told y'all yesterday, I posted the meet and greets. Naito's meet and greet was up and there and ready for y'all. And that was taken down. And then Dave Meltzer got to it like five minutes later. I, I'm ahead of Dave Meltzer. Wow. That's how That's how professional I am at this game. Oh, my God. That's this right. guy eight stars in Tokyo, though. How that's, about that shit? Yeah, yeah. Come at, <laughs> come at me, Dave. No, but seriously, that was just... Some someone pointed it out and we got it out there. But for me it was always Naito because Jericho and Naito split, you know, a victory each. This is kind of the blow-off, but kinda of not. So it's good stuff. Apparently we said the spiteful select background. So they're doing on select, they're doing a preview for Forbidden Door, but they're using the same the same thing as us, the same uh, the the same uh, the banners as us, the branding. Oh, Don't use overbooked as your branding then, and then we won't have this problem. Look, and I'll just—it's called—it's
2: called called brand synergy.
1: Yes, they're gonna be very confused in a minute when they get the in the weeds over. Oh, this is good stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this was uh, (laughs) change your background. No, you guys have the opportunity to that. Okay, so uh, yeah, Sting comes out, Naito comes out. Uh, They kind of just beg off. And honestly, I wish they had played Suzuki's theme. I wish we got in Kazinina, Nina right? Yeah,
2: it's it's kind of silly that we
1: didn't. But also, probably tonight, if we're lucky. Uh, it's it a good point.
2: Tough. They're probably saving that pop for tonight. I hope be, so. Yeah, that'll yeah. be really
1: loud. And yeah, fun. yeah. Uh, Andrade versus uh, uh, Brody King was nuts.
2: It was, but we had Tana in for first.
1: We did. I'm not going in order. I'm literally just going off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, we can talk to Tana Swerve.
2: I'll go in order because I remember things. Go for it. (laughs) Swerve and Tana was the first. Well, because we talked about where Swerve and Tana was like a special match. And we had talked about is that closing the show, was it opening the show. We got opening segment that was fire instead. But for the first match of the show, this was a lot of fun. And it was almost more fun than I thought it would be. Like I I thought it would be more Um, focused on the in-ring, but the air guitar trading spot was hysterical to me. Swerve is so good, man. He's such a nasty heel. And there was only kind of one qualm about it that was covered up so well, which was that Tata just kind of slipped off the rope. And Swerve did a really good job of being like, I'm going to go meet you at the rope because that's logically what a wrestler would do and not just sit around and wait. They recovered the finish. It was really, really great. Um, But that was a whole bunch of fun and just an insane moment that we're in, right? Which We've got Tanahashi and MJF tonight. Yep. Um, if you listen to the bread club on on Fightful Overbooks, they talked at length about the fact that like Tanahashi could never win another match again and he'd still be a legend. So it makes sense to have that be the matchup against MJF. He can go over with no harm, no foul. I think that's a really, really fun story that got built into it as well. But Tana was a blast, man. It was um Kind of felt like a field trip yesterday that we were on. Like it was a it was a bit of a party in there. And this yeah. was a good way to start it off from a match perspective.
1: Yeah, and it was, it was uh, like you said, it was a lot of fun. Uh two professionals doing professional work was nice to see. Yeah. Uh that's not a knock on any wrestlers in particular. It's just when you have two guys who have that experience and can bring that to the table and know how to cover up when something doesn't go the way it's planned. That's it, that's a huge plus. So yeah, seeing
2: Joel shoots on inexperienced wrestlers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so no we're not gonna go, there. No, we're not gonna go there. so so it was just it was a, it was a fun match it was a good match uh i was surprised that it didn't open the show but then i kind of started seeing how collision is collision's different from dynamite it is you know the, the last couple of weeks it's been open with a promo and i like that it, i know it's kind of wwe like i get that Um, but they do it in a way where it's supposed to tie in with the main event, or at least it's supposed to have some sort of progression of the storyline. And they did a good job this week, at least having Jericho come out, get that big pop out of the way because it's Jericho. Uh, and, And it continues this whole like, collision is different from dynamite we need that
2: and i think the other thing is it's not like we just got a promo to open the show it was freaking NITO, right? right so it and was the, like and the a was newsworthy it. way yeah. to start it off and i think if you're tuning into wrestling on a saturday night especially on a newer show people recognize chris jericho and then the nerds of us are going to be excited that we got the naito reveal up front so it's a good way to grasp fans in the beginning of the show as well and then going into some really great in ring there but it was good stuff, man. Cool. I really, really liked
1: it. Let's get a couple of super chats out of the way because y'all are being real generous with us. <laughs> we'll start with Paul Elizabeth A. Hi, Dad. <laughs> so Daphne says hi. A. Uh, give, hi, Daphne. Give Daphne a kiss and a woof, woof from us, would you? <laughs> it's always good to see that. Uh, Tell me the guns are not in bullet clubs, as Rawson found. Listen, man. End of the show. They were throwing it up. They were. They they all went together. It looks like it's happening, and I don't mind it. You know what? We, I talked about this with with you or with Jeremy. I I talked about it with somebody. We talk a lot about talk wrestling over here. I'm sorry, we do. <laughs> uh, Jeremy and I talked about this. The guns are. It was Jeremy and I. The guns are so lucky to have the system and the sports system that they have. Their dad had a like multi-year career in WWE and didn't have to do like super high spots he didn't have to go bonkers with his with his moveset and he stayed healthy for for most of it and when you take that that amount of education that comes with becoming a wrestler and then just that frees you up to learn from literally everyone else in the locker room and so they're doing a lot of things right and they continue to do things right and i like that people don't like the guns because guess what that means they're doing it right
2: No, because you cannot like people for different reasons, and I'm not a huge fan. But I will say they're in a stable. You need people to eat pins. They can be those guys. And additionally, I think their personalities combined with Juice Robinson's personality is a slam dunk. I think Jay White being kind of the crossover piece is the thing that feels a little bit off to me. But like Juice and this iteration of him going online talking about why are you telling me to go to sleep all the time? I got a full eight hours and the guns is a fantastic combination. Like that to me is undeniable. I think Colton still has a ways to go in the ring, but like Austin, I feel like has grown a lot. His selling is really, really good. Um, And they're, they're like, I think sometimes we get so fixated on like who's in what and whatever. Like you can have some guys that are kind of just there to serve their purpose. I think that's actually really important in wrestling. And you have Jay White and you have Juice. you got CM Freaking Punk and FTR on the other side of things with Ricky Starks, like the most over guys in the world. You don't want it to get too crowded over there. You need guys that are just kind of like serviceable enough, middle-of-the-road guys to fill in the missing pieces of that. And they can have an upward trajectory from there. Also, in true New Japan style, sometimes guys who aren't the most over guys in the world being in a stable really freaking helps you grow and get over. So that's kind of New Japan's whole system. It's it's funny that we're talking about it in this way a little bit. Um, You know, not it's not young lions and, and young boy heavy environment, but like the same ideology of like, you can kind of get raised at a, a nice pace when you're in a stable. And I hope that's what we are getting with the guns, but um, we'll get into the main event a little bit down the line, but we had a lot more fun stuff that happened on Collision.
1: Yeah, where do you want to go next? Uh, what was after the uh, the opening with Swerve and Tana?
2: What did you bring up? No, I can't remember.
1: I brought up Brody, King, and Andrade.
2: I think that was next because Christian Cage came after.
1: I, I do want to, yeah, and I do want to, because that was the crossover. Uh, I do want to bring this up. I loved... MJF is doing his promo. And of course, he doesn't come out to the live crowd. He's doing it on the the, the big the big screen. Tana's just sitting in the ring, like <laughs> just just sitting there comfortable, just like uh with his legs chilling. up, just chilling, watching the MJF so promo. Very fun stuff. So uh I just wanted to shout that out. And yeah, so let's let's talk about uh Andrade and, and Brody. I think
2: that's what was next, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was, that match was just so much fun. Again, two guys who know how to work, know how to throw each other around. Uh, I talked about it on the uh, the the Collision Post Show last night. There was the one spot with the uh, the DVD into the uh, the turnbuckle. Lord Almighty! And we both looked at each other <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" And then we saw the replay, and it just looked like Andrade hit a handstand. So that's the magic of TV and the magic of selling. Is it looked so good in the moment, uh, the replay kind of saved it, but like saved it for those who were worried. But it was a really really good match. What do you think of this whole thing? Uh,
2: my ears are still ringing from hearing Brody King chop. Holy! <laughs> Hell, I equated it to if you're a Yankee fan and you ever went to Yankee Stadium and heard Mariano Rivera warming up, the pop of his fastball would literally echo throughout the stadium. You could be in the upper deck and you'd hear like like a Brody King chop. It is loud. I can feel it in my chest. Holy heck. It was so, so loud loud. But it was really, really good. I'm glad Andrade is kind of having like a really hot start since his return because I thought him and Bud Matt was fantastic. I thought this was a completely different challenge than Bud Matt because you're dealing with the size of Brody. But, man, that entrance is something special live. It is really, 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 really cool. Uh, But this was another really, really strong match. I feel like the in-ring on on Collision so far has been a home run. Really fun stuff.
1: Yeah, it was – a good match. Andrade still has no friends. Roosh is still on paternity leave. It's only been two weeks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so give him a second. Give
1: him, him a second. second. He just, just had a baby. Yeah, just had a you know, just had a baby girl. Let him let him enjoy it. I know the feeling. He'll have a couple of weeks. He'll be he'll be back. And plus honestly, I, I like the idea that he's gonna be so pissed when his friends show up so late. Yes. And that's gonna kind of start the wedge. Cause I said this before. This has to lead to Andrade versus Roosh. And it could be for control of uh, the faction in in gobernables but it might also just be andrade gets jumped out of the faction and they start a feud with roosh and that's fine yeah i I would love to see andrade and (laughs) roosh again i've i've made no bones about what i what i know and what i've experienced with roosh and how it's you know losses aren't a big thing that he enjoys taking so this is a a really interesting storyline that's about to participate or he's about to participate in.
2: Well, it's also, he's been kind of directionless. Like he's been putting on these incredible matches, whenever he's in the ring, they're extremely hard hitting, which I know has been divisive for people, but that does seem to be the style. A lot of these guys work. It's really, really, really stiff. Um, But I think he, you know, he kind of came over from ring of honor and it was a very, it, it wasn't for everyone. But it was an incredibly clean booking. Like ROH had very, very clean booking because you had standings and you had just like a there was it was not a lot of disqualifications really ever. Like everything was very, very logical. And so you knew what track you were on and AEW, it's kind of been like, oh my God, Roosh is amazing. That's it. So if he gets kind of hopefully cemented in something a little bit better, I, I'm hoping that'll that'll lead the way.
1: I'm looking at Super Chats, just in case.
2: Yeah, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> is there anything? Uh, here, we'll pull one up from, uh, from me and Hunter saying, out in Oshawa, about to leave for the go shortly to be in the third row tonight. Oh,
2: my gosh. Because
1: I'm sure no one but Joel will understand that. I uh, can't wait for the show tonight. You know what? The go transit is both the best and worst thing that... Uh, the region of Ontario has to offer. So I hope you get here safely and I hope you get here on time. And third row, that's that's awesome, man. I hope you enjoy it and I hope it's a, a good time. I see that sports center desk photo you have doing. Yeah. Were you working at TSN or were you uh or, or were you just taking a tour? I wanna know. That's my next question. Let the people know. Let the people know. Uh speaking of Canadians, out comes Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Christian Cage is uh Christian's the new TNT champion, not Luchasaurus. What are we talking about here? This
2: was hysterical to me. I, Christian, just full on gave the promo you give after you win a title, and he didn't win the title, Joel. I Luchasaurus mean, won the title. If you
1: ask Christian Cage, he won the title.
2: Like talking about bringing prestige back to the title and it's going to be the most important part of collision, and talking about the divided locker room, too, leaning into that was so funny. Yeah, taking a um, dig at
1: Cody Rhodes.
2: Yeah, taking the Cody Love dig. It, it was. He's such a great textbook heel. I say it all the time. He's like textbook and then he colors in the lines of what he's doing with the colors of the story and it works. There's a reason this guy has been around as long as he has. But him just giving the I Won promo when it was his guy was so clever to me. I loved it. I thought it was an absolute blast.
1: Yeah, the just a fun promo and like perfect crossover too. Like I didn't when I saw Tony Schiavone sauntered down to the ring during the, the match we were just talking about. I was like, is this going to be, like, are they doing a promo during the crossover hour? Yeah. And then they they brought out Christian Cage. I was like, okay, they are. They're going to bring out another Canadian to start the second hour. And it was good. And, again, I uh, other people are saying in the chat, like, they love the story. I, I'm really enjoying it. I want to know what Luchasaurus is going to do uh, when he starts becoming more uh, human than Saurus.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think – with the TNT title too, like I I just feel like it should be, it's been cursed for a while, basically since Miro dropped it. I would really like a Luchasaurus face turn out of this and Christian to be the one to ultimately have the title, even for just a transitional reign to somebody new. But like, I don't have an interest in a Luchasaurus title reign uh, if it moves to Christian and I'm not a fan of hot potato wing. But you got to get Luchasaurus back face, in my opinion. This is not really working. He's for the kids. Let him be a baby face. He's a dinosaur. He's a wrestling dinosaur. What are we doing? And Christian is a perfect heel. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. People are so into this Christian run. The reaction was very loud for him yesterday as well.
1: I'm ready for it. It's going to be fun. I see Ian actually replied when I asked him. See, we're, for, we're for Bell for 16 years. Dude, that's that's fantastic. Uh, we go to aging court. That's where TSM is. That's, that's oh, good is stuff. Oh, hockey big in Canada? Uh, it was on the hockey
3: panel.
1: Yes, people seem to like hockey here in Canada. What's a
3: hockey?
1: It's not important. <laughs> uh, Owen Hart's important to Canada, though, and we have the New we Japan.
2: We zero Canadians <laughs> in that tournament, my friend.
1: Jeremy and I had a very long discussion about this on In the Weeds. Uh, Taya Valkyrie and Ethan Page. 100%. Two people you could have thrown in that place, into that that bracket. And it didn't even matter. They didn't need to win it. And I know some people said in the chat when we talked about it that, like, maybe Tony didn't want to see Canadians lose. Well, it, it wouldn't have bugged anyone. It would have, I shouldn't say anyone. Most people would have understood. But at least Ethan Page is going to be in his hometown. This Wednesday on Dynamite. Why wouldn't we have had him at least go to the second round, have him fill the Dustin Rhodes spot, have him get a second round, and then go face Ricky Starks. There's a story there. And that would have been it, you know, it would have looked good for Ethan Page, especially because the Hardys are not going to be coming in for the Canadian shows. Uh, Jeff you know, can, as, as discussed on flightfulselect.com. best five bucks in the business. See what I did there? I got the plug.
2: You did, but you also broke the paywall in the process.
1: I don't care. It's, if it's more than 15 minutes old, it's already known. But, uh, yeah, so I just, um, I would have enjoyed seeing Ethan Page in there. I would have enjoyed seeing Ty Valkyrie. She could have eaten the loss tonight to Willow. She could have beaten Nyla Rose tonight, and Willow could have been not in this tournament. Because in my eyes, it's uh, the finals. There, are Britt Baker and who was on the other side that I was so certain on? Oh my God, uh, it's gonna hurt me later. But long story short, didn't think it was gonna be. Maybe I thought it was Willow and, and Britt.
2: I think so because then you have the Outcast storyline converging. Then which makes sense. Nyla or Sky Blue.
1: Yeah, Sky was the other one. But Sky, I think, is in. Is she on the other side of the bracket? It's no. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Britt and Sky in the uh, on another side, and then it's gonna be Willow and whoever up top. Fair enough. Athena. Oh, it was Athena oh, and Athena. Britt Baker that I thought it was going to be the final of. But uh, thank you, by the way. That that's very helpful. I'm looking very uh,
2: forward to that on the yeah. zero hour. Um, so instead, we
1: got Willow and Nyla uh, tonight, which uh, which is good. So
2: I think this Last is night. just, and they said it in the chat, but I was going to say it too. I think it's the power of Will Osprey. He said, "No Canadians are on me. No Canadians even in the Owen, or I'm not working for and Door." He said, "That doesn't work for me, brother, bruv." bruv. <laughs> It doesn't work for me, bro. It doesn't work for me, bro. That's Will Ospreay's influence. No Canadians in the Owen, but uh we did get our women's match, which was great. Uh we got Nyla and Willow. Love Willow's entrance. I said it with the big That's screen fun. too, because yeah. it's so bright. Like the colors in her intro just were filling the whole arena. One of the most over stars and all of wrestling man or woman like she got a really really big pop there were about eight thousand people i think there yesterday yep. and it, they were loud they were allowed mm-hmm. 8 000 people no louder than they were for willow in the cheers column this was a a good match too because so often willow is taking on people that are like a little bit smaller than her and i felt like her and Dyla were able to do stuff that they can't always normally do with other opponents because uh-huh. they're a little bit more matched in size but this went the way we thought it was gonna go. I just didn't I really want a Nyla face turn, and that's a little selfish, but like her personality is so wonderful. I wanna like be able to cheer for her and, and I, I, uh, it shines through so much that I'm like just put her on the side where I get to root for her, man.
3: <laughs> I don't
1: think I don't think you're alone, by the way, in that one because we've seen Nyla the way she interacts on social media. She's very funny, she's very she's hilarious. She's man. she's just very bubbly and while her size doesn't necessarily dictate a baby face, you could find a way to make it work.
2: Yeah, she's but it, her and Willow are not that far off in size and Willow's That's a good point. Over like Rover, my man.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. I,
2: I think I it's more with Nyla. Marina too, because Marina has to be heel, I feel like. So yeah. it's like a little bit of a thing.
1: But uh I agree with you. I, I would love to see Nyla just lean into who she is online because that's so good and she's only had she's only been a heel ever since you know she came into aw yes it would be a nice refresh too i think yeah yeah absolutely uh mike from indeed sent us a super chat welcome to canada kate is joel a good tour guide
2: are you we haven't done a lot of touring it's mostly i picked him up and we drove here yes we didn't i didn't get lost on the way here so i guess that's probably a good that's probably
1: yeah uh, i i know my way around the city most of the time
2: yeah yeah that's that's fine all right yeah
1: exactly Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, Willow and Nyla was a really fun match. It was a good match. Uh, The Scorpio Sky promo. Okay. I'm I'm happy to see Scorpio Sky back. I'm excited for Scorpio Sky's solo run on Collision. I love this promo because it really was just him saying, I saw the video they put out. Let me just completely tell you the same thing you saw in the video. And then that was it. And then he said, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being a shadow of my true self. Now you're going to find out who I really am that I don't mind, but like I could have been in the video last week.
2: Kind of, but like, I liked what he was saying. of like, this is all that I accomplished when I wasn't even my true self. Like it's going to be scary when I am my full self, I think is a good direction for him to go. Cause he's been off TV for a long time. And yeah. I, I get the idea of reminding people what he's accomplished. So he feels like a big deal when he's coming in. Also hypothetically, like there might be people that haven't been watching that are now watching and are like, who's this guy? And they said, there you go. Um, so I, I didn't mind it as much as you, but it was a little redundant from last week. I don't have a problem with redundancy as much when they're that quick of a promo though. This was not like an in-ring MJF length promo, so yeah. I can take it, but I'm, I'm excited to see what we get out of Scorpio Sky for sure.
1: Yeah. And, and again, it's an exciting time. It's just a really, um, yeah, it, it, the promo just didn't do it for me, but I'm sure, you know, when he, when we see him wrestle, I'm sure we're going to have a good time
2: absolutely and then jeremy prophet died r.i.p jeremy Prophet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he came he saw he got his back broken
2: <laughs> he got his spine busted we got a, a squash from will hobbs here another very cool entrance very very cool with like the the smoke coming up and uh the lighting and the way the camera frames him was just really really cool he feels like a star i hope they give him a push Mm -hmm. like he's a star finally uh but mostly this was just jeremy prophet getting ruined just just destroyed just
1: just beat up You know what on. on <sighs> no, I'm good. On In the Weeds, Jeremy was like, Hey, would you take a Powerhouse Hop Spine Buster? And I said, Yeah, sure, why not? Uh so my avatar on Saturday night at Collision was uh Jeremy Prophet. So basically. Thanks, buddy. Super- Jeremy,
2: God bless him, just tries to get people to beat you up all the time. He you does respect
1: it. He tried to get uh he tried to get uh, Jody Threat to do that, and she said no.
2: You're, this is the second time it was a Canadian who said no. You guys are too nice here. They like me. They're, you're too nice. Steve Macklin had no problem saying it. Steve,
1: Mack, Steve Macklin will beat up anything. It doesn't matter. He'll take he'll take anything but his dogs. Like that's it. Yeah. Like everyone else is, and, and his wife. I, I I mean maybe they'll have a match. I don't know.
2: They could have a match. He could have a match. He might would, kick his ass. Who
1: would win that match? Diana versus Deanna. yeah. I think so. Just.
2: Yeah,
1: that's it. Fun. <laughs> Mark Hook saying, Jeremy's trying to get me assassinated. It's true, he is. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get you booking. am like, you're trying to get me killed. like <laughs> I get it. Uh, Ian Hunter with a super chat saying, I think TK might have Billy Starks. It might give Billy Starks a contract after her match tonight, like he did with Sky Blue before. So this is an interesting question because I'll break paywall again. That's Sean's Q&A. Uh, someone said, is she signed? Yes, Sean says she is. Nobody knows what the deal is with the deal in terms of contract.
2: She graduated high school like a week ago. Yep. So there's that, like the legal perspective of you have to be 18 years old to enter contract and like available for bookings. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it depends on if she's on ROH or in AEW proper. Cause I feel like ROH, a lot of those might be those more structured deals than we see versus like an annual contract where are exclusive to the brand, etc. So, So, uh, but she is, she is signed. It makes me really happy that like yeah. her and Nick Wayne and these really, really young Kids are so damn good, so young. Um, I say every time Kyle Fletcher's on screen, I'm like, how is this dude 24? Like, I-,
1: I watched him when he was 21, and I was still, you know, couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, those those young techers, man. <laughs> they all start so at, upsetting. like, 15 years old. It's insane. So
1: upsetting. It's you get guys insane. like Shane Hawk, who started when he was 15. And, and his, in his first year, he's, like, in the ring with Sid Vicious. Yeah, just <laughs> so crazy. Stuff like that happens. I... I don't know if Shane I Hawk, would,
2: another person that would not beat you up. Yeah, that's much true. to our chagrin.
1: That is more of a nice Jewish boy thing than it is a nice <laughs> Canadian boy thing. Shout out to Shane Hawk. I think
2: that's really sweet,
3: honestly.
1: Yeah, I hope he's having a good weekend. <laughs> uh the Billy Starks thing. So I like the idea of, of doing the present the contract tonight, but it's also a zero hour match. So like I'm of two mindsets. One is like a lot of people watch the zero hour, but also zero hour is you know, it's the the pre-show. I don't know how I don't know how you do it. I would rather, I'd rather it be on traditional TV show. Um, that's just kind of where my brain is at, but that's because I'm an old ass.
2: You are then. I would do it here because I, I have a feeling she's going to be working ROH mostly. And I would rather it be for free on YouTube than behind a paywall. That's just me. Um, that's usually just used to clip and go viral anyway. I feel like like most of the most of those moments is great to see it in real yeah. time. You can see it for free on YouTube if it happens tonight, but a lot of time that is like a 30-second clip that gets retweeted a million times, which rules. Which rules. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, so rules, let's let's talk about it. Pure rules? Pure no CM Punk comes to Toronto.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> an ROH joke.
1: Yeah, we sat through that. It was good. No Commander versus <laughs> versus uh, vikingo. The there was no Commander versus vikingo. I was sad.
2: <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Wasn't that character heavy enough for you and your impact? Show? Let's talk about how great impact was this week. Want to do that? Oh, no, because yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. I talked
1: about this. The tapings, though, I love that. Uh, here's a little spoiler for you. In in the face-to-face that Nick Aldis has with uh, with Alex Shelley, he says to Alex Shelley, you slapped Jimmy Jacobs so hard, you slapped him into next Wednesday.
2: Oh, interesting. All right.
1: So that, that's some funny stuff. Anyway, let's talk about it. Uh, CMFT Ricky take on Bullet Club Gold and the guns. Okay, so the we had the 80-20 conversation. And I will say this.
2: It was actually, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I did the math, and it was actually.
1: The numbers don't lie.
2: It was 69%. <laughs>
1: It was 6929. Did my math math properly? Yes it did.
2: Weirdly. No it didn't. I know it it 6921. The weird thing is is a 6969
1: now? Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's weird. So okay, the 8020 comment I think was very accurate when punk came through the curtain. Yes. And the crowd immediately just shat on CM Punk. Uh, which I enjoyed watching that live because there was also stuff like I tweeted out during the breaks, Dasha would uh, try to hype up the crowd and read signs in the audience. And at one point she, she mentioned a CM Punk sign and someone was like, we're, it was a punk sign and said, we're here to see CM Punk. People jumped on it and they just booed. And then Punk came out and here we are. He's, he's getting booed. FTR getting cheered. Ricky's very much getting cheered uh, and Punk, Kind of won them over. And then he started doing heelish stuff, which was fun. He buried
2: the Maple Leafs after. He knows what he's doing. Well, he did it after the show. Here's what happened from what I feel like, was he got booed. And then when he did like the, it's clobbering time moment, and he moved into the ring and faced the hard cam, like it started to turn after that, um, to be a little bit more even. And then the rest of the time was booze cutting off CM Punk chance. Mm -hmm but he was also healing in this match quite a bit. And I think there's a lot of fans that think he's going to be turning heel soon. So they're um, much like they were doing with Cody. It felt like a heel turn was coming. So they were going to start bowing to like grease the wheels of that a little bit. Um, but I just loved the, a lot of people were, were comparing it to John Cena reactions, the divisiveness, the duality was a blast because it was organic. There's a lot of people that really love CM Punk. There's a lot of people that really hate this guy. Um, and the other fun part about it was FDR is pretty universally over Ricky Starks is pretty universally over. So what that did in the dynamic of the match was so much fun because it was like, Ricky was getting huge cheers, Then you'd hot tag to punk and he was getting this really mixed reaction or whatever. But like, he knew exactly what he was doing. He was taking up so much oxygen in the room in the beginning. He's like running post to post and like just going on the ropes for no reason and showboating the crowd. Like, um the the controversial tweet (laughs) it said that like 20 minutes into the match it had turned to 80 20 and that i think was not accurate i think it was just a matter of what was unfolding in the match but like i said i love reactions like that as long as they don't dominate the match like i don't like it when crowds go into business for themselves like it's really annoying So you have to have a really strong other side of the ring for that to happen. And Jay White and Juice Robinson, the guns served their purpose. But Mm -hmm. to me, like, Juice really showed out in this. And Jay White was getting major reactions, too. So as long as it's about what's happening in the ring and it's not like Punk is overtaking everything too much. that happened in the beginning for a few minutes. But, like, overall, it was just a blast. And it was deafening definitely yeah. it was so much fun it was a it was a fun match too yeah, by the way yeah. it was a really really fun main event
1: and it's funny cuz like when you have preliminary matches you can listen to the crowd when you go to a live show listen to the crowd and i'll be perfectly honest ring of honor stuff didn't build until we got to the there was the tag match uh, with uh, Dark Order and um, and the righteous, the one that there's a story behind. Yes, yeah. yeah, the one that's a story. <laughs> and, but and then that that's when people started to get into it. And then they did the Six Man with the New Japan guys and the Embassy. Huge right. pop for that. And crazy. and that's the thing. Like it got people into it. They not only knew who, but they just you could just feel the excitement was starting to build. And then it was the same thing with uh, with Collision. It's not a knock on anyone else who wrestled on the show. It was just once we got to that Punk match, it was. Just leaps and bounds. The the energy was different. You yeah. know, people were ready to kind of explode in their own way when it came to how they felt about punk.
2: And I also really like that. Which is a
1: good thing, by the
2: way. It's a great it's thing. A it's, a, it's a really good thing. Yeah. I think it's a healthy thing for the product. Right. And I also think it's smart because you have it offset by Ricky and FTR in there regardless. And that's a lot of matches in a short amount of time for Funk and his body hasn't held up the best. So to do multi-man matches is a really smart idea because he can kind of just pick his spots as he's getting going here. And then tonight he obviously has Kojima. So you could expect Lariat after Lariat after Lariat, which I love. Um, And that's, that's for the Owen, right? So we kind of know what's down the road for him, which is great. Uh, But it, it was like, I don't know. It felt like we were at a concert in yeah. there. It got so loud and it was so much fun. And it was so, it, I think it was a lot of people got really big pops. It was sustained the entire main event. Mm-hmm. It was it really, was. really fun how loud it was for the entire 25 minutes or whatever it
1: was. Especially that one super drunk guy sitting a few doors down. from Oh us. my God. <laughs> His shirt was like, look at my shirt. You see how it's buttoned up properly. His was like, was not off. Awesome. center." Yeah. He was very off-center. He, he his entire of beating was was just off-center. So, yeah. yeah. He somehow wound up on the floor at the end of the night. Oh, Lord. Don't know how that happened. Didn't get in the ring, luckily, but Phew. I'm sure we'll see him tonight. <laughs> He's going to be in the media scrum. <laughs> I kinda, anyway. The media
2: scrum was just going to start at <laughs> 1 in the morning and end at 4.
1: Yes, yeah, so Matt at with the Super Chat saying, 14 matches tonight, ready for a past midnight show. I think they'll be out by 11.45 eastern um it's it's a tight show um someone in the chat asked earlier if, if we ran into will uh we did we we got to chat with will washington great uh, great friend of the show he was uh, he came he's out he's a
2: slice of cake then yes
1: though. he is a delicious slice of graham cracker cake so he came out uh, that's gonna come off someone thinking i was being racist that's great anyway uh, <laughs> it's not what that was i just took a joke and went the wrong way with it so uh yeah, Will. We were talking, and uh, he said, "You know, this is these are the most amount of matches on a card since I think he said Double or Nothing 2022." And this is a packed show. I don't know how long matches are going to be. I don't know what the plan is, but there's definitely a lot. Of, there's definitely a lot going on. So it's going to be a busy night. And then we're going to have to get through 14 matches. And then Kate and I are going to have to go to the press scrum, which uh, we're both. <laughs> it's funny because everyone who is part of this media thing had the same reaction, which is like, we're really lucky to do this. We're really excited to be here. We're really looking forward to it, but also we're not going to leave until three in the morning.
2: Yeah. So we're going to be tired. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I think the big question is like, are they going to put, punk up there so we'll we'll see what happens but do you want to run down the forbidden door card real fast
1: i do let's start uh first of all with our do it who also sent a super (laughs) chat yo joel and kate and somewhere it's eight it is it's true somewhere i mean it's three o'clock eastern so now in the uk it's definitely not eight o'clock uh or is it anyway it was when we started yeah exactly obligatory supporting women super chat thank you you. look look look
2: people
1: we went to an all women show today that's also us supporting women look at us
2: we did
3: you
1: have an interview
2: if you don't send in super chats. If you don't leave a thumbs up on this video, if you don't subscribe to fight select, which is how I make money here and how everybody makes money here. Realistically. If you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, you're not really supporting me and therefore you're not supporting women. So if you want me to continue to have a right to vote, send in your super chats.
1: You want to go to Florida?
2: No, I'm good. You want
1: to, you want to become a trainer in NXT in Florida? I'm good. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I should, just before we get into this, uh, I I will say that uh, Nicole Matthews, who was on the show on Friday, we did do a follow up interview live with her at Girls Next Door this morning. And we also got to have a chat with
2: the wonderful Trisha Dora. Yes. Newly kind of moved over to the infantry on Mm -hmm. ROH television. And uh, you know who was not at Girls Next Door? MJF. You know Uh why? (laughs) Sean Dean showed up to support his
1: infantry mate. That's true. Sean Dean did show up. He's dapper, fancy Sean yeah. Dean. He, it's almost as if fancy he had to go. To, it's almost as if he had to go to work afterwards. It is almost as if he had to go to work right Good after. Thought, right. Um the only thing that really sucked was Masha Slamovich did not make it because she was yeah. coming from uh from Atlanta and it's tough they finished the the impact tapings and then she couldn't make it. It was just a I'm trying to get from impact, from sorry not from impact from Atlanta to Toronto it's not not easy. Uh, let's finish off a super chat. Real talk, Danielson versus Okada is still happening and it still seems absolutely unreal. Let's dig into this card. This is a an exciting night for a lot of fans of not just New Japan wrestling, New Japan pro wrestling, but also AEW and just people who just like watching wrestling in general.
2: <laughs> I've actually really liked the build. I know people f- feel like it got rushed, but there's some stories that were built in non-traditional ways that I think got built out really well. Um, I don't know if I love the four pack for the international title. I kind of wanted to see Orange Cassidy and ZSJ on its own, but I, I think Orange Cassidy retaining in that environment is something that's like a real in to cap for his yeah. title reign. I would have had more curiosity about him rotating if it was a one on one because I could see Zack Sabre Jr. with an international title um, with how much he's been working in the States, but also the the ambassador feel of that title going to New Japan. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would have added more intrigue to the story, I think, but pretty much everything else on this card is pretty great. Like I got no complaints about it. There's two dream matches on it. You got Okada and Danielson, who we didn't even know if Dana was going to be able to wrestle ever again a few years ago. And here he is having a dream match. Yep. You got Jordan and LeBron, man, this is just is what it is. You don't really need a whole bunch more than that, but that's like, that's a really special experience. I'm happy for us. I'm happy for Jeremy that it's happening. Um, and then you have one that has this really long-term thread through it, which is also kind of the dream match level of running back Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay doing it in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think Kenny loses tonight and I think we run it back at Wembley. I feel like that's, an obvious but the choice you should make kind of trajectory here, and I Kenny's not really defending the U.S. title in New Japan, so why not throw it back on Will Ospreay, who's talking all of his s about Canada? Man, I I love it. I think this is so great.
1: Yeah, this is um, something that I that I talked about with others is this show. The build was done in a really interesting way in a good in a, in a good way. Um, I'll I'll start with my criticism, and that was on dynamite announcing six more matches and then a seventh on rampage that I didn't love because it kind of it made the undercard feel a little less important but the way that they announced the main events the four matches that are really the most built upon matches in terms of story that was that was good for me you know omega and osprey you just explained it and it makes sense danielson and and okada same thing five years ago brian danielson was the question was are you going to work all in you know, are you going to leave WWE because you just got cleared uh, like before WrestleMania that year in 2018? Are you going to then round out your WWE contract, leave and go elsewhere? Which at the time, there was nothing. It was New Japan or bust.
2: Yeah, so, there wasn't an elsewhere in the States. And
1: of course, he ended up resigning with WWE. But at the time, the big conversation was Brian Danielson at the stroke of midnight on September 1st at All In is going to show up in the ring and they're going to have a match. And that's, you know, Danielson's big return to wrestling clearly not what happened but instead he's always wanted to wrestle Okada and this is now his opportunity to wrestle uh, Kazuchika Okada that is a big enough story in and of itself and I'm looking forward to that Sonata and Jack Perry is a one-sided story mostly on the Jack Perry side I don't mind that because most people are coming in as AEW fans and you're gonna see the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion defend his title That's okay. It doesn't need to be a main event match for him. Uh, There's a story there. MJF and Tanahashi, you have, you know, the anchor of new Japan versus the guy who hates new Japan.
2: Calling it an indie fed for years. And you have the ace of new Japan going against each other. Tanahashi of course was supposed to wrestle punk last year too. So um, I I think this is a really fun way to go. Like, I, I think they did a good job in both cases with their respective world champions. Like, Jungle Boy's been chasing gold this entire time. He o- answers an open challenge for New Japan gold. That's perfectly good. And Tanada needs a W and the in-ring will be really good. And Hook is there. So there's intrigue to the Jack Perry heel turn possibility. MJF beating Tanahashi. Tanahashi can eat L's till the end of time. And he's already a legend status, to quote what they were saying on, on Fightful Overbooks with that on, on the bread Club. And I, I couldn't agree more with that. MJF has to win that. He's the heel in it too, so who knows what he'll have to do. Mm-hmm. But I think the story of him, like maybe having to respect Tanahashi but not admit it at the end of the match, is going to be a really, really fun one to see play out. Yeah. Um. You know, the only weird thing here is, you know, Kenta turned down a match he was lobbying for for like eleven years. It seems like.
1: <laughs> Buddy, I don't even know where to start with that story. <laughs> That's that is a big old can of worms that eventually when it's open it's going to be equally confusing instead punk is going to take on uh, kojima and
2: kojima
1: lariat, lariat lariat and and i love the promo that kojima had on collision where he basically said cm punk i'm going to beat your ass yeah and you've been disrespectful it's he's very clearly going to be the baby face kojima and Punk is going to get booed and he'll lean into it again, and that's fine. Um, but Punk is most likely going to beat Kojima. Imagine if he didn't.
2: Uh, well, and this is for the Owen, too. So let's yeah. that framework as well. Big, yeah, big, big Owen
1: heart fan, uh, Satoshi Kojima. Of course. Yes. Who yeah. isn't? Just making sure.
2: Um, you got muffins on one side, mm, mm-hmm. you got bread on the other.
1: Yeah.
2: Irrespective of the wrestlers, who are you picking, muffins or bread?
1: Spindrift. Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I fair like. Enough. I
1: got to stay hydrated. Yeah.
2: yeah. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: Makes You're the one sense. drinking water here, by the way. I did. I had
2: a little, a little vitamin water situation. I'm also drinking
1: water. That's
2: not what that is at all. It's
1: caffeinated beverage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: mostly syrup. It's mostly syrup. So I feel <laughs>
1: gross. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm keeping awake. I this I've been up since 7 a.m. I went to bed at midnight. Uh, Athena and Billy Starks. In the Owen Hart women's side of the brackets, uh, we we were just talking about the Punk Kojima stuff, so may as well talk about the women's side. Uh, excited for Billy Starks. Excited to see her. Excited to watch her live. I think this is my second time seeing Billy Starks live. Uh, I, I watched Athena beat the shit out of Jody Threat once upon a time, and that catapulted Athena to a whole new stratosphere. Uh, sure did. I'm interested in this match because I feel like Athena should win and go to the final. I do think DMD versus Athena is a matchup I want to see in a final. But if Billy Starks is going to be announced as signed imminently, then maybe Billy Starks can go far in this tournament.
2: Well, I don't think you want to do that because you also are leading to face versus face at that point. But I... I think Athena's reign has been so dominant if you've been following it on Ring of Honor that there's not a lot of people that have lasted more than a few minutes with her. The story could be that Billy Starks actually gives her a run for her money here and that's enough to get her signed. And I I think that's a a awesome way to bring someone into the company. Um, So I, I think there's a lot of value in Billy Starks losing to Athena if they play that out. Right. My concern is that being on the zero hour I don't want that match to get cut too short because we have this loaded zero hour, which is going to not be an hour. It feels like it's going to be a lot more.
1: <laughs> no, no, they'll fit four matches into an hour. It's just going to be very quick, and they're not going to show a lot of video packages. I, I don't think. Sure. Because uh, I mean, look at it. Here's another singles match: Stu Grayson versus El Fantasmo. Love that we're going to see El Fantasmo. Love that Stu Grayson is getting a singles match in Canada. Um, Stu Grayson, who by the way resigned with AEW uh, back in March of 2023, for anyone who's confused. Just letting you know, 2023, he's been on Ring of Honor, but he got re signed in
2: 2023. He did so. that. Stu Grayson, G R A Y S O N.
1: Yes. So uh, Stu Grayson is going to take on El Fantasmo. Two Canadian boys, baby. There
2: you go. Yes. Now,
1: here's my one question Can I still get my Headbang a Club t shirt?
2: That's a good question. I, I hope you love can. That shirt. I hope you can. That should be a whole bunch of fun. I've I just. Stu Grayson coming back into the story. He's been in Ring of Honor, where he defected from the Dark Order, but he's not fully in on the the Righteous. Him being on his own is actually the option that I would root for, mm-hmm. and him having this match with the L.P. I think is going to be a nice reminder of how damn good this guy is in the yeah. ring. He's yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a quick match, but it'll be a competitive one. Uh, Mogul Embassy is going to take on Rapongi Vice <laughs> yes. and and Desby, by the way. So it's going to be Desby! So they put Swerve in a match in a singles match against Tana, and then the next night he's on the pre-show. So here we are. Uh Swerve and uh, Gates of Agony are gonna take on Rocky, Trent, and Despi. Trent? Trent. With question mark? Yeah, I
3: think
1: his name's
2: Trent. Trent.
1: Anyway. Uh
2: Despy. This was like we gotta get Despi on the card. Yeah, and this is the <laughs> this is the Mogul
1: Embassy gets a win on the a card. Yep. Yeah. Uh and then elsewhere on the pre-show on the on the kickoff on the zero hour
2: okay i will say this hmm. if you are smooshing this much stuff onto the pre-show the fact that jay white is not on this card seems egregious to
1: me i agree
2: that's real i weird. agree
1: maybe we'll see some bang bang gang later on
2: i'm wondering because there's a suspicious lack of bullet clubness overall on this. bullet clubity uh bullet clubosity i would say uh from from both sides right so i'm i'm wondering if there's a, a challenge he makes or, or mm. something in in line with
1: that yeah uh by the way also not on the card ftr darren walker sends us a super chat saying it's crazy no ftr on the show are there not any good tag teams in japan so let's let's really be honest here the original plan was ftr and aussie open unfortunately aussie open dunkzilla mark davis is injured and unavailable even new japan kind of had to scramble because Who'd they put the tag titles on? Did they put them on Bishamon? I forget who they oh put gosh. the tag. They put the tag and New Japan Strong titles on uh, on a different team whose name. I'm sorry. I'm completely It was blown. Kevin
2: Knight and
1: who? No, that was the like the... And then Catch-22 oh, right, right, won them back.
2: Right, right. There's like so many. There's There's so yeah. many titles. The junior tag titles are on Catch-22. <laughs> that's right. Before
1: that, it was Kevin Knight and Kushida. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin Knight and Chris Bay had a really good match, by the way, at
2: uh, at the Impact
1: show. Know. So I'm looking forward to that.
2: I would imagine there were some drop kicks in that.
1: Probably. So yeah, the 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 idea was FTR Aussie Open clearly wasn't available to happen. Uh, leaving them off the card is strange, but also I I think yeah, who else would you put them against? You don't have you don't have Gorillas of uh, Destiny. You don't have those guys yet. So who can you use?
2: Yeah, I feel like it was actually the right call because. Um, the other thing was Mark's injury was not that severe. So I think they were probably timing it out to see if they could make it happen. Yeah. Cause he, his timeline was like basically now or two weeks from now and it's probably leading to the two weeks from now situation. So it would have been a shame if they plugged something else in only for him to be ready in time. This card's so stacked anyway, it sucks yeah. that he's not there, but like I gotta say yesterday felt like this is kind of like, a pay-per-view weekend like you still got to see ftr if you were in town for this yep. obviously um you know the pay-per-view is going to be sold higher than than yesterday was uh-huh. but you you had the opportunity to see them if you were here yesterday it does feel a little bit off but to me it feels way more off the jay white on in this start because i yeah. i feel like i knew what the plan probably was for ftr
1: yeah they were clearly going to team with jericho guevara and suzuki
2: yeah it's yeah. weird that they're not
1: it's weird yeah <laughs> well that team was suzuki gods which is a um, that's a dumb name for a team. <laughs> there, it's a
2: great name for a team, just it's, not this team. <laughs> it's a bad It's a bad
1: name. Uh, thank you for confirming that it's Bishamon who have the uh, IWGP and strong tactiles. I was
2: right! I didn't realize they had both.
1: Yeah, that was the whole thing. They put them both on the line when they went. When, uh, oh, that's
3: right. Aussie Open gave this. up
1: both tag titles because again, this was going to FTR having all the titles, or it was Aussie Open wanting all the titles because they probably would have challenged for the AEW tag titles and they probably would have won and held the AEW tag, the New Japan Strong, and the IWGP tag titles. But that's not where we're at. So, um so we're doing this into like an iMac camera. It's very, very surreal. It's
2: and being in the same
1: room. Yeah, well. no, that, that that part of me is just fine. Sting, Darby, Allen, and Tetsuya Naito team up to take out Naito. the Suzuki cons. Uh, it's good to see Naito. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see Sting live. Uh, I haven't seen mm. Sting wrestle in forever. Sting! Uh, yeah, so Jericho I've seen wrestle a million times. Uh, Suzuki I've seen a bunch. But I've never watched Sting wrestle live. I've seen Tetsuya Naito. I've seen Darby Allen. This is going to be a fun match. This is going to be a I little fun I
2: want Suzuki got to lose and Minoru Suzuki to beat the ever-living crap out of both Jericho and yes. Sammy because he's pissed. I think you might see that. I think Naito gets, gets the pin probably in this.
1: Yeah, Naito pins Jericho.
2: Yeah, and there's dissension between Jericho and Sammy Guevara already. So like a why didn't Sammy save me spot would help advance the story that's happening on the AEW side for sure. Yeah,
1: and then Suzuki beats the shit out of both of them. Agreed. Yeah, let's do that. Someone in the chat saying House of Black versus House of Torture. Yes! Why aren't we doing that match? That's the one we should have had. Because House of Torture sucks. No. How dare you sully the good name of Dick to Go.
2: Okay, Dick to Go is is the best. Uh,
1: Four-way for the international championship. Orange Cassidy takes on your favorite in the world, Zack Sabre Jr., Katsyura Shibata and Daniel Garcia. Of course, Katsyura Shibata still holds the pure title. Daniel Garcia holds nothing. And ZSJ has the New Japan Timex title. watch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Are we going to have a new... Uh, and Orange is new...
2: the international title. Yeah, yeah. well, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. On the line yeah. yeah,
1: so what are we, are we going to see a new international champion?
2: I don't think so. No. Um, I feel like you're probably going to get an ROH pure story with Shibata and Daniel Garcia that continues. I think ZSJ being a fourth in this is great because he is the reason he's my favorite wrestler is he's extremely logical. And when he does things like breaking up pins with twisted neck breakers, like um, I, I think he's really good at multi-man matches as much as he is at solo matches. So I think he's going to be a major difference maker. I feel like this is the next piece of Orange Cassidy's, title reign is winning a match like this like it's he's on the streak he wins a four pack with the best wrestler in the world with freaking shibata and daniel mm-hmm. garcia that's huge i think he probably takes a great deal of punishment because we've seen the story developing that as he has the injured wrist he's getting the crap kicked out of him he ripped the title away from shibata on dynamite yeah. uh was that just this week
1: that was this week that's what set up this match they were in a tag and then they were like tony Khan said we're gonna do a far way and i was like why? But also, like, why not?
2: (laughs) I think we probably get Orange Cassidy retaining, and God willing, we get Zack Sabre Jr. calling everybody a dickhead at some point in this match.
1: Grabs the mic and says, this one's for you, Kate. Dickhead, dickhead, Dickhead. dickheads.
2: You're all dickheads.
1: And then we start the match, and uh, Shibata rolls him up. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Hashtag the wrestler. Uh, For the AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale, this is a match that, to me, was like, They just kind of did it because they had to do something. And I don't love that. But Willow and Tony, they have some background. They have some history. Um, Hopefully, this will be a match that gets a lot of good time. And Tony Storm retains.
2: I just wish it was the other way around. Like, I wish it was Willow's title on the line because she has the strong title.
1: Yes, but then you have to have the AW Women's World Champion lose. And I don't think Tony wants to do that.
2: I get that. But they have a very long burning story. Um, it's gonna get longer. So, I I think that's that's an obvious one is the way to go. Unfortunately, when they had this conflicting date with Stardom, uh-huh. there were also perceived issues with visas. I didn't know this, but Stardom uses like all of their talent when they have events like this, like all of it, which is awesome for them because then your entire roster gets paid. However, it didn't leave a lot of room for people, <laughs> and some other people sounded like had um, prior commitments, but uh i am excited for this match i think the match will be great it's just kind of like the outcast story feels like it hasn't progressed yeah. in like two months but
1: well sorry hasn't been around she came back last night
2: she did she was here last night
1: yeah well i saw I mean, we were talking at the end of the uh the nyla rose and willow match like right as the pin goes i just turned to her, I'm like oh it's tony and, and i think you thought i meant tony shivani because Tony Storm was about to do a run-in. Yeah, it
2: just, I, like, saw, you saw her setting up, and then I was yeah. like, oh, there she is.
1: Uh, again, I will give you another uh, wrestling production 101. You know where the ramp is? That's where all the TV stuff is. If you ever oh, want to know, yes, so I, I'm just going to mansplain production to you, because I support women. If you What's are, a wrestling? So, it's okay, if you're sitting where, like, where we sat, where the heart camera is, there's, like, an entire mimicked area on the floor where production walks through. Any run in that's happening that doesn't include John Moxley uh, is, is going from that area. So just keep an eye out. On, yeah, on, on I that, knew that, stairwell. but
2: I was watching the freaking match John, yeah, I wasn't. okay, I was on Twitter. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I was getting chicken tenders.
2: <laughs> God bless. Him.
1: Uh, loaded fries for this week. That's what Hell we yeah. got. Uh, Adam Cole Bay Bay takes on Tom Lawler, the filthy one. I love that this is happening. I wanted Fred Rosser, but this makes more sense, obviously. The reason I wanted Fred Rosser is because he's the guy who's taken New Japan in the USA, the strong uh, brand, and really put it on his back. He, he's, he's made it like a personal undertaking. I would have loved to see Fred Rosser get some form of, um, I guess, thank you or at least some sort of just, just something out of it, you know?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of tricky because you had a story with him and Juice so recently that yeah. it, it feels like it would have begged for that to yeah. be on this card in and some way. But
1: and again, I understand it. I was just like, I wish Fred Rosser got a, got a moment well, to shine. Maybe
2: on, he on should this. be filthier. <sighs> like
1: he's Tom pretty Romer. filthy. I mean, did you see that street fights? I did. Yeah, it was pretty filthy. But instead we we're gonna have Tom Lawler and Adam Cole, which again, I I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and this I loved
2: the way it got set up. I know it happened fast, but this yeah. was a fun setup mm-hmm. for MJF to get one back up on Adam Cole was a really fun thing to happen here. I feel like maybe Tom Lawler goes over Cole because of MJF, maybe in this, which could be really, really fun. But Adam Cole's so freaking over right now. I don't know if you want to mess with that. He'll probably come out with a W.
1: You think if Britt and, and Adam Cole decide to have kids, the announcement will be I'm having Adam Cole's baby? Of course it would. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be.
2: And the baby's in the womb like this.
1: <laughs> it's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thumbnail right there just anyway uh no we had a thumbnail by the way shout out to gisberto he uh he got it yes, done for us you. today uh while we were at, at girls next door and then finally on the card we got to talk about blackpool combat club taking on uh, the elite with Hunga. eddie kingston and tomohiro ishii and of course for blackpool combat club it's yeah. going to be moxley yuda claudio shoda and uh, sorry <laughs>
2: The, Konosuke Konosuke Takeshita.
1: <laughs> I was about to say uh Takahashi, and I was just like, no, that Yo. was earlier on the card. It's a
2: we got, Tadahashi, we got, <laughs> we got Tanahashi, we got Takahashi,
1: yeah, we Takahashi. Yeah, it's a long day. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be Konosuke Takeshita, and then you've got Shoda, Claudio, Wheeler, Shoda. Moxley. Uh, I'm excited for this match. I I loved this. I pointed this out earlier on a dynamite centric show that I was that I appeared on. Um eddie kingston comes out to do Hot that nut. announcement he comes out to do the announcement of tomohiro ishii being the guy and he comes out with the shirt with the with, he's got the the, the the beater on and then he's like oh i gotta put on a shirt i just put on a lot of weight because i had the, the surgery and he i don't know why it sounded like one of your characters on sourcraft
2: you sounded like an old gal from queens <laughs> not a badass from yonkers i don't know what to tell you
1: so he puts on the shirt and it's a, and it's a it's a terry funk shirt and i don't know if you saw the headline but he said recently that Brian Danielson's not the goat, Terry Funk is. So he's he comes I out you and he's wearing that Terry Funk shirt. I was like that is fantastic.
2: He's the best. Yeah. In any case, it's a freaking best fan. I don't look, there are people
1: who are who he's not for. I
2: question those people. <laughs> this guy is just like, I'm going to kick your ass and here's why, and he tells you the most compelling promo you've ever heard where you're like, I want to see this guy kick this guy's ass. And he's doing all these little detailed things. I love this i also loved when he announced who his partner was he was like yeah it's ishi
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then mox just had to sit there like i don't think that went as supposed. i I don't think that went as planned
2: well it was such a um, the tension between mox and eddie almost overpowered the announcement so i think when you're like in that moment trying to figure out what to lean into you kind of almost just want to rip the band-aid off the announcement because it was the stare down was like it was like it felt like a moment right and I said on Twitter, and I, I think these guys. I think Mox and Eddie are going to be like Sammy and Ko by the end of their careers, or like like Argano and Chapa, where it's like they've been in each other's corners for years, they've been at odds for years. Like they're going to have that that extensive history. And I love that it was like Mox is my guy, but I hate Claudio yes. more than I like Mox. <laughs> like Eddie Kingston has got on record several times saying I hate everybody but John Moxley. But as much as he loves that guy, he hates Claudio more for decades now. And that is pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so perfect. It's perfect. And
1: again, it's this is long-term stuff that is fun and you can call back to it and it works.
2: I mean, decades. Yeah. Decades. Yeah. This, wrestling rules.
1: This was a match that was kind of just added on Dynamite. It felt a little rushed, but it also felt like once the Punk match fell through, they were like, we have to... We have to figure this shit out. <laughs>
2: well, and I think it's um, it's so hard because you want to get the Elite in the Blackpool Combat Club on this card because that feud has been so hot. Yes. But it's also like, how do we make that a forbidden door match then, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a little, a little tricky, but adding Shoda, who is Moxley's young lion in New Japan, if you're not familiar, um, had a, a really great, uh title match with with zsj in his reign that i felt like was a, a really good performance not so much a great performance at the all together <laughs> I don't know if you saw what happened there but that kind of
3: down. yeah
2: so hopefully he's in a better mood today to do business but we'll see i can't wait for this this feud though this feels more aw dominant it's such an important one to have on the card because you don't want to disrupt the flow of the story i
1: think but yeah. So a good card. This is a good card. Again, 14 matches. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long night. We're looking forward to being there. If you're going to be there too, come and say hi. Come and pull us out of the crowd. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where we're sitting cuz I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just had to go pick we'll up our tickets. Out. But but if you do run into us, it just Please, please say, hi. say hi. Yeah. We're we had not, a couple
2: of people yesterday. It was like the best. Yeah,
1: it was really sweet. Uh, shout out to anyone that that did come and say hi. Uh, we we look forward to to meeting y'all. So, yeah. please, be be that guy, or be that girl, or be that person. Come if you're on, cool,
2: I'm Kate. If you're weird, my name's
1: Joel. That's about right. Taylor Cannon <laughs> sent us a super chat. Hey, Joel and Kate, I think you're both great, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you! Stop
2: it. That's very sweet. Thank you. We hope you're a wonderful day. Taylor's the best. Day. Yes. Taylor's
1: the best. I like Taylor. I like, I like the chat when they send us money.
2: Well, that's fair, but I... And less nefarious than you. And I like him regardless.
1: Aren't you the one who talks about supporting women and if they don't send money, they're not supporting women? He supports women. Apparently so. That's good enough for me. Uh, Speaking of supporting women, you want to talk about Girls Next Door real quick?
2: Sure. It was a blast. Um, Yes. It was a a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Your interview was hilarious. You ended up sitting on the floor.
1: Yes. So uh, Nicole Matthews, who was on In the Weeds on Friday, from her car. Uh, not driving. She, she was in the passenger, passenger side uh, of her best friend's ride hey, trying to holler at me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So she I'm So she joined us on, on Friday for In the Weeds and we had a really nice chat about van life and about the match that she had, uh, with, or was about to have with Lexi Nicole for the Femme Fatale championship uh, and she was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to beat the shit out of Lexi Nicole. And what does she do on today's show? She won. She beat her. I'm looking forward to the when you see the interview, Nicole Matthews is just a hysterical. 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 Fantastic. Uh so we did a follow-up interview, of course, got her thoughts about winning that title and and some other things. So uh go go check that out. She's she's a she's a tired she's the man.
2: best. She's a very, very tired very gal, tired. but she's got some exciting bookings coming up. But I don't yeah. know if they're announced, so I will not say anything, but she's got some fun ones. That's fine. around the corner and I got to interview Trisha Dora. We talked about her time um in the New Japan Dojo. She said that that session has wrapped, so she's graduated from there and, and kind of moved on, talked about New Japan Strong, talked about ROH, talked about the infantry a little bit, and we talked, of course, about her match tonight, which was against Vanessa Craven, and they beat the ever-living hell out of each other,
1: Joel. Yeah, no, <laughs> they did. Oh, It was dude, really fun. That, it was a really, really fun match. When you were talking about Andrade and Brody slapping each Same other thing. to hell, there were slaps in that match. It was Vanessa Craven and, uh, and, and Trisha Dora. There were moments where we looked at each other like, "Oh my God, you you saw uh, the captain." He winced a few times.
2: <laughs> yeah, Shanti was like, "Oh,
1: that was fantastic." <laughs> uh, there was some really, really good stuff. So, if you get a chance, uh, they they did film the show. It's called Girls Next Door. Why is it called Girls Next Door? Because the venue is literally next door to where Forbidden Door is happening. So there you go. Also, and it was an
2: all gals card. It was
1: an all women's card. Uh, we have time. We might run back and go see a little bit of Defy versus Progress.
2: Yes, we definitely should stop by that venue again. We should
1: probably also get some food in us because we have not eaten yet today.
2: No, uh, we had a power bar and Mm -hmm. a water.
1: Yes, a water. And
2: dreams. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm running on. Or we're going to eat food.
1: Yeah, we got to get out of here. Go enjoy Forbidden Door tonight. We will as well. Like we were saying, if you see us tonight and you want to say hi, come say hi. Uh, If you don't want to see us, then don't look for us.
2: Yeah, then we don't want to see you
1: either. There's going to be like 13,000, 14,000 people there. Someone asking, is the show sold out? Uh, Ish. I saw Russell WrestleTix yesterday said like 300-ish tickets left.
2: Yeah, they were opened up sections.
1: Yeah. So yeah. go, if you, listen, if you want to go to the show, go to the show. I'm sure there's like $40 tickets around. Maybe not. I don't know.
2: You're just lying.
1: How much do tickets cost these days?
2: I don't know. I'm credentialed. <laughs> Stop it. Stop.
1: Well, <laughs> the, 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 trade-off, the trade-off being that like we have to stay in the venue till three in the morning.
2: That is correct. Yes. yes we we are, will be at the media yes. scrum until forever.
1: I'm gonna have my camera though, so that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna try and get some extra footage.
2: Yes, we will have that on Fightful. Yes. We don't know if we're allowed to stream or not yet, but either way it'll be up on Fightful sooner rather than
1: later. So no. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the chat as we go offline and get ready for the show. Um if you have questions that you think I should ask to the media or not to the media, to, to the wrestlers as part of media, um tell me. I got my own question right up
2: here. Yeah, I've
1: got, I've got, two phones. Should
2: I tell the people what it is? No,
1: don't tell them. Let them find out when, when he does, when he does the thing. Okay. But, but if you want it, if you, if you have questions that you want answered, uh, maybe I'll pick one from the lot of the comments here on Overbooked. Not, not the live chat, but we're the, the, the regular, comments.
2: We're
1: on regular. We're not we? No, I got lazy. Tell your friends about FightfulOverbooked.com. <laughs> Kate, plug the stuff and let's go home. And hey, by I'm home, gonna, I mean to the wrestling show.
2: Same thing. <laughs> same thing this weekend. Uh, hey, I'm going to be at Forbidden Door later. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll be at the Media Scrum there. You can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. I posted a couple of videos from last night onto there, So a couple of shorts that are, are going up. But um, Mondays, you can catch me on Fightful Select. Sundays, Joel and I normally have our show at 8 o'clock here. But Tuesdays on the main channel, Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast, and thursday and friday got my roh and my smackdown review on the FIFO main channel as well follow me Escape Fame for all the things
1: wonderful i'm actual pearl j-o-l-p-e-r-l every monday wednesday and friday i get in the weeds with jeremy lambert at 10 a.m eastern i am doing the impact post-show thursday's at 10 10 somewhere <laughs> sometimes it's on overbooked sometimes it's on the main if ring of honor decides to do a five-hour show then guess what my ass ain't staying up that late so instead <laughs> Instead, we'll go on over a book. But either way, if you if you follow me uh, on socials, uh, myself and Crystal Star will we'll keep you abreast on that. Uh, and it's Impact. Come on, man. Come and hang out with us.
2: Hey, Joel. Hey. Are you booking Impact? Because we're so tired. We're delirious.
1: I gave you that joke last night.
2: Not on air. You didn't.
1: Anyway, till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends of on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. And enjoy Forbidden Door. All right. See you. Bye.